hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Are you fucking high? Yes, I am! Asshole face man! You are my podcast. My only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) I got a whole folder full of dick pics. Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. Oh, they're horrible. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <clears throat> Bullshit! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Yup. Assholes, a.k.a. pedalheads. And uh, welcome to episode 102. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. So, because it's so on brand for us, we provisionally titled it ABC. Always be coffee. And, uh, you know, much like everything else, the show's made up and the content doesn't matter. And I am Phoenix. I am a bona fide motherfucking princess. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, despite uh, all all the rumors to the contrary, yes, I am phone boy. That's all we needed. A Druish princess. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you're not used to this, what the hell have you stumbled into? Well, yeah, yeah. strap in. You'll find yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, we, we start yeah, something yeah, like they're, they're, that. I think, yeah, this, this is, yeah. It's gonna get a little hairy here for a second, y'all. What is this, a freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing. And they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! We're there. I just had an orgasm. Ah, me too, Sir Bemrose. Well, okay, y'all know the Lotus affects everyone differently, so however or wherever the Lotus is affecting you, thank you for your courage and for propagating the model of the Podfather himself. And if you're new to the No Agenda family, welcome, and here's how it works. We are a value-for-value podcast. We provide you some value in the form of entertainment, and whatever that is worth to you, whether it be your time, your talent, or your treasure, you can contribute it back to us. And the ways that you can do so are you can go to lotuseffect.show and click the green We Like Money button. Yeah, I like money, though. Yeah, me too. And you can send us some of those wonderful Fiat Fun coupons via PayPal. Yes, I did say it like that. And, uh, you know, if your money offends you, we are a charitable organization. We will take it off your hands and give it 
a good use. Yes, we like will. Stickers, coffee cups, license plates. We are working on those things in the fore and background to bring to you some merch. So you can let the world know that you are a pedal head. You can also do what a lot of pedal heads lovingly do. Myself and uh, Rev Cybertrucker himself today during the show. You can do Boostagrams, yay, using a podcasting 2.0 app. And if you don't have one, well, shame on you because it's not hard. You can go to new or nudepodcastapps.com, download one, pshew, then you're in. You're one of the cool kids. Now, you can also send us something through the mail. And if you want to do that, you can hit us up in the back channel and we'll give you an address where you can send us a care package because we always love getting value from our pedal heads. And some of the other ways that you can do so are ways like these fine folks did. We have a monthly donation, donation, yeah, lotation. Exactly. So uh, Sharky, uh, which we haven't, see, we haven't seen in a while in the chat, um, he's uh, seven sixty six a month. That, keep, uh, that keeps coming in. We appreciate that. Yes, um, we do. Yes. We also appreciate uh, Dame Bully Steed's uh, boost of 3333 saying thank you for the entertaining conversation, pedal heads. Yeah, we, we got that. Um, Love Dame Bully Steed. Yeah. She, yeah uh, weirdo boosting 100 sats for the Dead South, the Bastard Son. Um, another 100 sats from Weirdo for this is just some sweet guitar slaying kind of scary. Skrillexy buried alive blood orange instrumental okay we played that on the then he boosted another 100 sats for the tones and i dance monkey um and another 100 sats for dancing in the moonlight the johnny electra remix that was kind of that was kind of groovy actually um and uh, Bully Steed comes in with 22, 22 sats saying, Tommy, can you hear me for the with, uh, who request? Yeah, I think that's good. Weirdo with 100 sats. Head PE, work on this. And then uh, Phoenix with uh, 33, 33 sats saying, uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. fucked by a country boy. Oh, my. Yeah. And then uh, then uh, uh, Mama T uh, uh, sent it through PayPal a dollar. The the uh, the old the sort of I don't know. Um, uh, what, what did we decide to call that? The old the old school boostagram or something? Something like that. But definitely loved the fact that we are getting song requests through PayPal donations. Keep that up. We love it. Yes. So she, she asked for something. She asked for Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower, which of course we played. And then last night you uh, boosted 33, 33 sets saying Wheeler Walker Jr. God told me to fuck you. Yeah. Are you seeing a pattern here? Yeah. And then, and then, and then Phoenix, uh, right before the show, you boosted, uh, this is a new live son of a bitch. Uh, episode one Oh two coming at you. Like Nikki Bosa on a quarterback, Tokyo chains, pedal heads. Yeah. Um, lots of football, uh, sports ball talk in there right yes because yes. we love our niners that's right and then ref cyber Tucker, right as we went on air boosted 1420 stats saying hit it and we did and so we're now that's we're, right that's right we're now we're hitting it um so if you want to be part of this uh this boostergram party of course you can uh, you, you can get on one of those newfangled podcast apps and 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 and, and put your and put your satoshis in and uh, and hit that hit that boost button at the at the spot that you think it would make the most impact. Uh, we 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 love it when you when you hit us with your best shot, uh, and they're backed with satoshis. Um, so yeah, it, it puts a big smile on my face to see boostograms come in. It doesn't matter how much they're for. I just love seeing the creativity of the computer program that is Boostbot. 
And thank you, C-Dubs, for Boost Bot? I believe so, yes. Yes. Thank you for your courage, C-Dubs. We That's do right. love Boost Bot. That's right. So, um, meanwhile, you can also send us feedback in other ways. So, uh, I am phoneboy at noagendasocial.com. Uh, you are phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X, and a bunch of other stuff uh, at noagendasocial.com. Uh, you can you can do email, uh, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show, phoenix at lotuseffect.show. Um, you can- we just got a streaker boost from user 233975268125506. Six, six. Dear God, could you get more numbers in there? Yes, boosted 300 sats saying, got naked and jumped in the fountain. Yes, that's yeah. the kind of partying we like to do around here, Pedalheads. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, anyway, you can also uh, give us, uh, the, one of the ways you can also give us feedback is you can actually uh, call in and, and, and we talk about our refire topic. And, and of course you do that. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell computers. This is Chip. Oh, yep. They won't. They They're won't not going to be standing by. But yeah, Google, Google Voice Translate is, and oh my God, it absolutely will mangle what you have said and make a potential show title for us. So we appreciate that. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. But uh, so this week, the, the 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 refire topic is the weirdest thing you found at the grocery store. Um, yeah, we want to hear like. It, weird as far as you would think, like, who would eat that? Weird, like, huh, that's really a product? Like, whatever it is that you define as weird, we want to know. What would yeah, you find? Exactly. Because, you know, we're all about finding new things in the grocery store, especially if it's something that uh, actually isn't hot, fresh garbage that we thought would be. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. So... That who knew, but uh, yeah. So, but of course, you could sound off on past topics or well, anything else for that matter. We'll play it uh, during the refire segment of our show. Just uh, yeah, we love the feedback in yeah. all forms. Yeah. So you know, but uh, so all we got to do, all we got to do now is so just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, "Give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it." Yeah, we can take your uh, direct feedback, but just keep in mind. We don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. Yeah, you that's know. right. Be respectful in the feedback that you give because we're not going to put up with any racism or any bullshit like that. We will absolutely call you out, shame you. We will absolutely destroy what you exist because of when you start that. There's there's no need for that kind of hatred because nobody's perfect. There's only one perfect thing, and that's an asshole. So if you're an asshole, feel free to do that and then get treated like the asshole that you are by getting the shit pounded out of you. Not literally, because we're not going to stalk you or anything like that. That would be criminal. But we have ways around here of getting through to people. Yeah, well... Meanwhile, uh, we are now <laughs> going to, we now, I think it's time to move on to our health segment, which... Uh, Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, over our dead bodies, <laughs> literally, if we put that shit in them. But anyway. That's right. So um, we figured that might be a better uh, open for the for the health segment, right? Because, of course, most of the health stories are, are probably on sets that are sponsored by Pfizer. So, now, meanwhile, uh, I saw this story and I went... 
Oh boy, here we go. Uh, so um, the, the headline is watch out for metabolic associated fatty liter, liver disease. Now, fatty liver disease is a condition characterized by a buildup of fat in the liver and is the most common chronic liver disease that affects over 1 billion people. Over time, this can lead to complicated er, complications including cirrhosis, liver failure, liver cancer, and heart health issues. The disease is now known as metabolic associated fatty, uh, fatty liver disease. Baffled. Um, this is because the disease is now understood to be linked to metabolic factors such as obesity, ins- insulin resistance, and diabetes. Oh, this sound- this is starting to sound like a uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna rename something, which is which is exactly something that, by the way, uh, didn't exist um, didn't exist before 1980. Folks, just let's just let's just remind everybody that that that, that what they're calling fatty liver disease is something that you know something so uh, separate from um, you know, uh, from uh, you know, from, a, from consuming too much alcohol, right? That this that this is something that they've that, that they didn't know about until 1980. It was not even something in the literature, right? So they've they've called it for they've moved it you know they've moved the needle. They're gonna they went it from you know non-alcoholic fatty liver disease to metabolic fatty liver disease. It feels like they're, you know, they're, they're trying to do something here and with this, with this renaming of this shit. So. Mm, I'm thinking it's to try to take some heat off the sugar industry, if you think about it, because, you know, the whole controversy over how there's a direct link to the two, or maybe they're trying to put the heat on them. Either way, it, it's not going to change what it really is well that's right i feel like it's more obfuscation so now uh, now maffold is a multi-system disorder with a heterogeneous disease course and outcomes this means that it can affect multiple organs and the out- course of the disease can vary from person to person now, some people with MAFLD may have no symptoms, while others may develop serious complications such as liver cirrhosis or liver cancer. The diagnosis of, of MAFLD is often delayed, sometimes for decades. This is because the disease is optim- often asymptomatic and in the early stages. Additionally, there is no single test that can definitively diagnose MAFLD. Now, a new set of diagnostic criteria for MAFLD has been developed. An international group of experts developed these criteria to help in addressing these issues. The criteria apply apply to all ages and consider age-related factors. That This means that they can be used to diagnose MAFLD in people of all ages, from children to adults. The work is published in the, in the, in the journal uh, E-Gastroenterology. I can't even talk. Gastroenterology. There we yeah, go. Yeah, that's the one. Gastroenterology. There you go. Now, I just, I feel like that this is, that they're trying to guide everybody away from the real course of the problem here. It's the sugar, folks. Precisely. This is, when I read this, it's just, I, I'm going... This this is more, you know, moving the goalposts and trying to, you know, hide the real source of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. By renaming it, they're trying to shift the blame ultimately. Yes, they are. Now, now uh, this pissed me off when I saw this. And, and so, so um, diabetic, pre-diabetic children should steer clear of low-carb diets, warned pediatricians. Now, um, so despite the increasing popularity of low-carb diets, a new clinical report by the American Academy of Pediatrics advises against placing children dealing with type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, or pre-diabetes on such diets. Now, according to the study, researchers have found that these diets post safety concerns. Yeah, must protect the children. 
Like that could harm the natural growth and development of children. Now, the report stated that children typically get 45 to 65 percent of their daily caloric intake from carbohydrates. However, low carbohydrate diets limit the nutrients intake to less than 26 percent of total calories. Sounds better to me. Some of these diets with very low intake further restrict this by recommending 20 to 50 grams of daily carb intake, whereas keto diets suggest even further falling under 20 grams. Although I I think this is the most disgusting because literally all those carbs do is turn into fat in, in the body of children who are not that active. And we're literally just like fattening our kids up it's like sending them to the slaughter yeah. it's disgusting yeah. and the fact that they recommend this could it be more obvious that they're bought in uh by the grain you know grower industry t- yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a break yeah now although these diets may be beneficial to adults there's little research available to support their safety and effectiveness for growing children the researchers warn. now i now i'm sure okay hold on T- take that statement just in and of itself Okay, there's little research available to support their safety and effectiveness, which means there's also not studies available to support that there isn't a benefit. And this is can you see that that this is a two sided argument that they're trying to make? Only yeah. one side obvious. Uh, yes. It's fucking gross. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, now, I'm sure the diabetic children who owe their life to a low-carb diet before there was exogenous insulin, so we're going back 100-plus years, now, I mean, they would, um, they would probably disagree with that because that's, that's, that's the, that is the, if you were a type 1 diabetic and you, and you needed to stay alive, that was the, that was the treatment, was a low-carb diet by, by modern standards. I, so I think there's plenty of, I think there's plenty of research um, in, in, in real life, uh, you know, application of the fact that, yeah, it's probably not going to hurt a child to, for, to have a low-carb diet. No, it's just going to hurt the pocketbook of the doctors who aren't able to prescribe these medications to children because they're fucking 200 pounds at five years old. It's going to hurt the grain industry because all the breakfast cereal that's consumed by these little crotch goblins coated in the sugar and just... Uh, seriously, we wonder why we have obese, diabetic, little curtain climbers. Blame the grain and sugar industry because they they are doing a an obscene little dosy dough, and your kids are roasting on a spit in the center of their ritualistic dance. Yeah. Now, of course, we've got another article is bagging on the fact that maybe we shouldn't aspire to eat like a caveman. Now, so that's so. I, when I read this article, I'm like, okay, well, this is this is uh, you know that's what ultimately what they're trying to do. Now, first of all, the the Paleolithic uh, covers a period of millions of years, and the human diet during this period was incredibly diverse, depending upon where they lived at the time of year and what was available. Now. When most people picture a caveman's diet, they think of meat and animal products, often raw, with limited fruits, vegetables, and grains. However, researchers have found that it's true only for some groups of humans some of the time, and that that is true. It you know it's always it depends on what what was available where you're at, right? Which which kind of means uh, you know eating local, right? I mean that's it doesn't it's, sound bad it's kind of like uh, that doctor that spent all that time with the Inuit, I believe it was. Yeah, and you know their diet is primarily fish and you know stuff like that 
Yeah. And he was, you know, in, in the best shape of his life. You know, other places like the Midwest, beef is the main staple of the diet. Yes. And, you know, vegetables aren't necessarily as plentiful in the desert as they are elsewhere. Like, there's just... It, it's insane that they think that we're going in the right direction yeah. by having everything available all of the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is this article kind of goes into that. So there were scripts where red meat was a really important part of their diet, usually those far away from oceans without access to fish and other seafood. But it changed from season to season. Perhaps the diet was 70% meat at one stage with animals migrating through the area, and then it drops to 20% at other times of the year. And that and that and that's true, right? Sometimes it's random, but... But you know, again, it's cons- you're, you're eating with consistent with what was available at the time, and there was clear preferences that we had as as, as a as a species, right? If, if meat was available, we ate meat, and that's 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 just that's pretty. It's clear as day, right? Now, some ancestral diets recommend the consumption of raw meat and unpasteurized dairy, which can pose a food safety risk. Now, it is true if you do not handle these products correctly, yes, you could potentially have an issue. However, as part of this, this is knowledge that is passed down so that you can handle these products and use these products correctly without without making yourself sick so i don't see an issue here with you know. yeah and if you're able to find a you know an ultimately a farm to table retailer where the farm does have usda standards that they're following but are still staying true to the raw product and whatnot it, the stuff is out there you, you just have to be able to find it yeah. And they're just, again, they're trying to steer the conversation for profit and gain. Yeah, exactly. Now, another popularized component of ancestral diets is liver, which is dense in vitamins and minerals. However, liver can also be toxic in large amounts due to its high vitamin A content. Now, genetically, we're not the same as humans were 10,000 years ago. That, that, that's that's true to a degree. Okay, the, but also, okay... You may like liver, but there's no way you're going to eat just liver for such an extended amount of time or in such a large quantity that you're going to get a vitamin A overdose. I don't, it's much like the conversation over how they outlawed that sweetener. Yes. Because they were like, you know, oh, consuming this, which, you know, is in this soda or whatever, but you'd have to literally drink like 50,000 cases or something like th- this seems like the same parallel being drawn. Yeah, exactly. But this is, uh, um, so, um, yeah, but there, yeah, there's a significant number of genetic mutations, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of those have to do with our ability to digest milk and wheat. Now we know that in some locations, humans were consuming milk and wheat as, as well as other grains in significant amounts, even during the Neolithic period before farming was becoming standard. Now, the, my question is, uh, how are, how was those milk, how, how was that milk and those milk and grains uh, processed? I bet it was very differently done than it would be done today. That does. So, you know, none of that is ever accounted for in these discussions. Oh yeah, we did eat grains, but guess what? Back, you know, thousands of years ago, they didn't have industrial farming. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, I I don't get this. Yeah. There also wasn't running to the local store to get this, that, and the other thing you grew what the hell you ate. So the wheat 
and the grains that was all grown on your farm and you were out there tending it, milling it, whatever. And, and, you know, a lot more physical activity than we are seeing nowadays because everybody's so busy being in front of a telescreen doing God knows what that, you know, and especially children, if parents aren't encouraging their kids, Hey, go outside, ride a bike, you know, run around, do something out in the fresh air, motherfucker. They're just, they're not. And I understand there are some limitations, you know, people who live in cities where you obviously don't want your kids out on a sidewalk being harassed by a homeless person or possibly being snatched up by some trafficker. I mean, I get that, but there's still ways to get your child engaged and and get them to move. And definitely limiting the telescreen exposure is a good way to start that. Yes, I agree with that. Um, But uh, now the article says that grain can not only be digested by modern humans, but can also bring significant health benefits. Now, again, the grains are processed. The grains are processed differently uh, today than they were, you know, uh, you know, in hundreds, thousands of years ago. And 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 so you were not you would not be uh, you probably not be consuming the same grains either in the same quantities. So I I kind of call bullshit on all this. But uh, you know, and of course uh, you know they also mentioned the you know lifestyle uh, factors as well because you know an ancestral lifestyle you were uh, doing a lot more exercise. Yeah, that probably is true. But uh, again, um, you know you have to you know they're trying to discredit the fact that the you know the the diet is uh, uh, that should be that it should be. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be necessarily eating that way. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'd still rather eat like a caveman if it's all the same doll, y'all. Yeah, I'm absolutely in agreement. You know, meat, meat, and more meat for the win. Protein is not the enemy, and it does build lean and strong muscle, which is something that everyone can use. Yeah. And, you know, eat the fat on your meat, it's not going to kill you, quite literally. It's not going to kill you. That's right. So now here, obviously, obviously there's not enough drugs uh, being sold here. So people over 50 with ADHD are overlooked for diagnosis and treatment. Um, doctors urgently, urgently need better med- medical or better international guidance on treating attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD in people over 50 conclude experts reviewing current research on this increasing increasing issue globally now published in the expert review of N- uh, neurotherapeutics the team's findings highlight a striking gap in knowledge about older people as existing guidelines focus on children and young adults our research shows no studies have observed people over a long period of time uh, of older age. And research has instead focused on retrospective assessment of childhood symptoms. And this can be unreliable because of age-related memory issues, said Professor Larson, professor of psychiatric uh, epidemiology at Arabo University, uh, whose expertise lies in how genes and environment influence mental health problems across the lifespan. Now, essentially, this means that more trials are needed to, into the safety and efficacy of the current ADHD medication, including the maximum recommended doses used to treat this age group who are at increased risk of other health conditions such as heart problems. And we've said it a hundred thousand times. We'll set it a hundred thousand and one. They don't ever talk about the diet that folks are on. It's just immediately 
boom, go to pharma. And I was actually talking to someone who works for a company that distributes uh, the the equivalent of Narcan. And she agrees that the pharma industry is literally just all about the money. You know, healthcare is not about your health, nor do they care. And they're going to continue to push these drugs no matter what the detriment to the population is. And it, it's mind-blowing to me to think about the fact that they're, it's such a vicious circle of they get you hooked at an early age on the necessity for pharma, and it just conti- it's like a cancer. It just continues to grow in your life until it completely overtakes your body and you fucking die. That that's just the reality of the situation as I see it. And, you know, doctors are just legal drug dealers. Why, you know, much like lacing, you know, fent you know, fentanyl into coke and uh marijuana and all the things like that, why the fuck would you want to kill your customers? You're making money because these people are buying the shit you're peddling, but you wanna lace it, which then kills them. That that doesn't fucking make sense to me. That dog don't hunt. Mm. Yeah, I don't it don't make sense to me either. Now and also, um I don't I don't think uh you know this 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 is a you know the, the, I read this story and I went, well, gee, I wonder why they came to the conclusion that the that we are uh, that um, we the, we're we're stymied in the battle against uh, obesity uh, globally, right? We need deeper understanding. Researchers say now in the article that this that that I didn't, which I didn't read because it would have required paywalls. Blah blah blah. Um, the four experts in this article, and you know what an expert is, uh, somebody that declares themselves as, as such. That's exactly uh, right. Right. So they have key unanswered questions. Now, how is the body weight and adiposity regulated, and what factors influence this regulation? The intricate mechanisms behind those powerful regulatory signals and their vulnerability remain unclear. How are the body's nutritional energy demand accurately sensed? How do these signals are integrated into the brain to modulate energy balance, appetite, and behavior? Now, what mechanisms drive the impact of the food environment on the body weight regulation? This encompasses broader environmental factors like social influences and the built environment. Now, how do genetics and environmental factors interact to create individual variability in obesity susceptibility? Now, is it a single problem, obesity, or does it encompass a range of other problems that should inform prevention and treatment strategies? And wow, that sounds a lot. It sounds like they tried to answer a lot of questions. Exactly. And a lot of word salad. Yes. It's evident that there are fundamental answers that we should possess, said Professor Speakman, lead author of the article. Now, obesity is a health challenge. Acknowledging our progress, we must assess our current position and chart a course for the future works. Uh, Addressing these vital, unanswered questions could serve as a roadmap for prioritizing research endeavors. Now, we all know the answers we talk about it, but the science is being funded by those who profit from the status quo. So, you know, they're they're ne- you know they're never going to be looking in the direction of sugar because they're always funded away from it. Yeah, because the sugar industry is who is funding their research. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's right. So now we also we also do not want to bite the hand. We also do not want to bite the hand that feeds this. Uh, uh, this next uh, story here. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, um, I th- believe because uh, I we had to pick it. We had to have that as a jingle in here. Um, so I had considering to add, how many stories we cover about this horrible 
semiglutide drug. Yes. So, um, okay. So, the, so the, we and, and and this was kind of a hate read. Best and worst foods to eat while to, while taking weight loss drugs. And so it says now to minimize a, a, a GI discomfort. Um, experts suggest minimizing intake of certain types of food. Though every person is different, experts have noticed trends in patients' complaints of side effects while taking semaglutide. Now, high fat foods like fried or greasy foods and alcohol are the two most important groups to avoid. Explains Dr. Uh, Patricia. Uh, Pinto Garcia, MPH, a medical editor at GoodRx. Uh, I need to rage on this for just a moment. If you're taking this drug to lose weight, why the fuck are you eating fried and greasy foods and consuming alcohol to begin with? Is it just me or is that just the most common sense shit? You would think, gee, I probably shouldn't be eating this bucket of fried chicken from KFC. I probably shouldn't be scarfing down these corn dogs at the fair. Like, fucking come on, people. Yeah. So now she also says it's also a good idea to avoid high glycemic index foods, ultra processed foods and high sugar foods and drinks because they can increase blood sugar. No shit, Sherlock. Again, yeah. you're on a drug to lose fucking weight and you're eating processed foods, high sugar foods. And again, you know, drinking high sugar drinks. And then you're surprised yeah. that you're not losing any okay. fucking weight and that your blood sugar is uh, five fucking hundred. Honey, okay, but I think there's something you, you, important you missed here in this, in this, in, in this story. Because they talk, what they did here... Is they took high now if if, we're, if the high fat food we're talking about here is a is a grilled ribeye which I, I I think we've got some what is that what we have in the in the in the refrigerator to grill tonight um, I you're the one who pulled them out okay. I don't know yeah I believe so anyway we have some we have I'm some, hoping that yeah. they're ribeyes because those are succulent and yummy yes we have some we have some big steaks to grill so um, yeah so if, if we're okay just talking, then those if we're talking, are definitely ribeyes because the New York strips aren't that big yes. But yeah, the, so that's a high fat food according to them. But they what they did is they paired it with this fried or greasy food that yeah that probably that's yeah that's high fat, but it's also high in seed oil, right? Like well that okay. So in fairness, that's a lot of where the problem lies. Yes, they've they, they've in uh, the they've, oil they've, they've that they're frying it in. Yeah, they've done obfuscated the problem. So they've 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 taken so like okay, fat from the the, the cow is perfectly fine. Fat from these fried foods were probably not fried in tallow, but probably fried in fucking corn oil or some shit. Exactly. Like that, right. So yeah. Um. So basically, yeah. Don't eat. Yeah. So yeah. If. The but, answer is just don't. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Now, here's another. This 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 was another one too. So there's there's an article about is erythritol a, a safe and a safe and healthy sugar substitute. Now, now all you have to do is stop right there. Say no more. Say no more. Yes. No artificial sugar is healthy, good, acceptable. Okay. Real so, real sugar is still the enemy. And honestly, there's two sugars. That I will say, if you have to sweeten something with it, is the way to go. Honey or pure maple syrup. That's it. Because those are natural. Yes, the maple syrup yeah, is it's, cooked it's, yeah, down. The, and your liver's a meritocracy, sap. so don't have too much. Yeah, exactly. Your liver is a meritocracy. But if I had a gun to my head and my choice was, you know, honey, maple syrup, real sugar, fake sugar... I'm going with, you know, the honey and maple because that's nature. 
No. Yes, it's sugar, but it's not a processed sugar. Yeah. Every any process that you have to put something through increases the level of toxicity to your body ultimately, yeah. especially yeah. when dealing with sugar. Yeah. So, uh, so erythritol is a is actually what they call a sugar alcohol, uh, which is a which is a um, is, is a class of sugar substitutes, right? Um, sugar alcohols are sweet, but are neither sugar nor alcohol. Now, sugar alcohols are derived from sugar, usually created by hydrogenating sugar or by fermenting it. Uh, examples of sugar alcohols include xylitol, zorbitol, and mannitol. Now, often we find Find these in processed foods such as gum or candy. But yeah. seriously, I mean, did, did you miss it? They're derived from sugar. Sugar is still involved. Yes, it is. And erythritol occurs naturally with the, with the fermentation of fructose, of fruit sugar, and is found in extremely low levels in various fruits such as melon, pears, grapes, and in fermented foods, including dairy, cheese, and soy sauce. Now, our red blood cells also naturally make very low levels of erythritol. Now, when used as a food additive, uh, erythritol is used at concentrations at least a thousand times the natural levels found in food or our bodies. Yeah, that, that, that's, that should tell you something right there. Now, um, there is some concerns. Uh, there's some concerning research that has been published about the possible adverse health effects of erythritol. Now, an American study from 2001 found that people who used erythritol as a sweetener had a three-year increased risk of major adverse cardiac events defined as non-fatal heart attack or stroke. Now, while this was an incidental finding, meaning that the erythritol did not necessarily cause or contribute to their cardiac issues. It highlighted the need for more research to determine whether using a sugar substitute predisposes a person to higher heart attack or stroke rates. Right there it is. More research needed. Yes. A 2021 study examined people who consumed erythritol or sugar, or similar, or similar sugars, alcohol, xylitol. Now, the, the research found that ingesting erythritol as a sugar substitute caused a spike in blood levels and increased the stickiness of the volunteer's platelets. Now, platelets help the blood to clot if we cut ourselves, but if they are sticky, the risk of blood clots in the body increases, raising our risk of, of, risk of heart attack, the, the stroke or other vascular issues. Now, uh, while the findings still do not def definitively prove that erythritol directly increases the risk for cardiovascular issues, the results indicate it may be best to avoid it until we have more evidence to suggest that it is or is not safe. Again, though, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. Pretty much, yeah. So now, meanwhile, diet soda and ultra-processed food may increase your depression risk. Um, researchers at Harvard... There's some smart guys at Harvard. Uh, one of our one of our favorite players is from Harvard. Uh, uh, Kyle Uschek on the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, Juice. He's a Harvard guy. Yeah, there you go. Um, so there. You know. Yes, I only was recently made aware of that fact. So yeah. now I don't hate Harvard as bad because uh, number 44, Juice. He's the man. Nah, he's a good-looking dude too. I gotta say. I mean, he's I. Yeah. All right. So. Anyway, researchers of Harvard University have found that eating ultra-processed foods, which they say are energy-dense, palatable, and ready to eat, is linked to an increased risk for depression. Now, in, in particular, they found an association between depression and consuming artificial sweeteners in artificially sweetened drinks. Now, this, the, the study authors note that there is increasing evidence linking diet to depression. However, little work has been done examining the relationship between ultra-processed foods and mood disorders. Now, additionally... 
Uh, no study has looked at specific ultra-processed foods or ingredients or the timing of eating of these foods in relation to the development of depression. The goal, the author's goals with the current study was to take a closer look at this question. Now, the, the study participants were middle-aged women who took part in the Nurses' Health Study 2, a large study looking into the risk factors for major chronic diseases in women. Now, nearly 32,000 individuals were included. These women did not have depression at the outset of the study. The, the women filled out food frequency questionnaires every four years from 2003 to 2017. Okay, so bullshit data. Now, the researchers identified 4,840 cases of depression, although this figure dropped to 2,122 when they used a stricter definition requiring women to have both a diagnosis of depression as well as being prescribed an antidepressant. It was additionally found that those with the highest consumption of ultra-processed foods had an increased risk of developing depression when, uh, when compared to those with the lowest consumption. Now, artificially sweetened beverages and artificial sweeteners in particular were found to be associated with depression risk. It was also determined that reducing the intake of ultra-processed foods was linked to a lower risk of depression. Now, one speculative reason that ultra-processed foods are linked to depression is that ultra-processed foods disrupt the gut's microbiome. I can assure you it does this for me. Um, when I stopped eating it, I stopped having that sort of disruption. It, it's, it was amazing. Uh, now, gut health plays an important role in, in healthy cognitive function, so a disrupted microbiome could have an adverse effect on I can assure you, if you're spending all your time sitting on the fucking toilet because uh, your uh, uh, your digestive tract is unhappy with you, uh, yeah, you're that, probably going to affect your attitude. mood. Yeah, you're going to have a very shitty attitude. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is this is a thing. Now, um, okay, so we have um, okay. Th th this story kind of was a was was a head scratcher. I think until I until I explained it to my uh, to my partner here. Um, and and it, and, it, and the and the and the topic is a waist to hip ratio may be better indicator of wellness than BMI. Uh, body mass index. Uh, so now in a study published on September 20th in the medical journal JAMA Network Open, researchers looked at nearly 400,000 individuals to see whether BMI or waist to hip ratio was a more accurate predictor of serious health or, or uh, serious adverse health outcomes, including cancer, cardiovascular disease, and death. Now their conclusion was that WHR had the strongest and most consistent association with mort mortality irrespective of BMI. Now, when comparing BMI and WHR to all-cause mortality, they found that BMI followed a J-shaped association, whereas WHR had a direct linear association. That means, um, you know, that means it had a, you know, a direct linear association means it's, uh, it follows pretty uh, consistent, right? Um, which, which means in its simplest form that every increase in WHR leads to worse health outcomes no matter your BMI. Now, whereas BMI had worse outcomes at lower ranges than improved in the middle, before worsening again as BMI entered overweight and obesity levels. Now, um, now what I learned in my in my health journey was actually the waist height ratio. So um, the and so whatever whether you use inches or you use uh, you know, where you use uh, centimeters, right? Um, you you if you you, know, you take your weight, you know, you take your waist measurement and, and on the numerator and the, and the denominator, you put the you put the height in uh, inches or centimeters, and if that number is. Uh, um, 
point if it's if that number is a point five or under then you're then you're doing pretty good right and you're, you're probably all your stuff's in good shape if it's a if it's a little higher than that yeah then you have you have a little bit higher risks and that kind of thing and so it kind of it controls for a lot of factors and it's also it's a pretty easy measurement to take um, I think so, um, but I get an idea. So this is, uh, but yeah, I don't, but I think it is an interesting, uh, or that's when I looked at that, I went, well, I don't know. Cause I was trying to, cause I tried to explain how to do waist to hip and I'm thinking, I don't think most people can figure out how to do that. So I'm not going to, you know. it sounds more complicated than it is. I think. Yeah. But anyway, so I think we are now, um, okay. I think we are now to the next, uh, I think we're to the next segment here. So, which means I've got to hit this button right here. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. Okay, we actually, when we were watching the Niners game, okay, well, actually, so this, this was on the Sunday game, so this was because we've, we've actually seen two Niners games since we've spoken to you all last. We have. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so we beat both teams, huh? That's, that's right. So the Fox broadcast of the Los Angeles Rams' Week 2 loss to the San Francisco 49ers showed a Niners fan at SoFi Stadium putting his hands out to break up a tussle between the Rams' uh, Darion Kendrick and Debo Samuel. And we yeah, we actually, it was a, it looks like he was successful. And we actually saw it live. We were like, oh my God, there's a fan, you know, because we, we, you don't normally see uh, the fans interacting directly with the players. Um, in this. No, and it, oops, me and my mute button. No, and it's actually discouraged for fans to interact with players while they're on the field. But I mean, I think this is a completely, I mean, we saw it live because we were watching that game. And I think it was a completely appropriate thing to do because I think it prevented two players from getting into it and ultimately getting a fucking penalty for their team. So kudos to the dude for being an epic fan. And by the way, in case he didn't mention it, it was a Niners fan. That's right. Yeah, we, yeah. The Niners uh, took over that stadium. I oh my god, sure. they yeah. really yeah, did. They did. It was they, great. They, yeah, the, the fan base calls it Levi's South. This is how uh, this is how bad it is. Uh, so they they uh, yeah the the Niners made it worse by wearing their home uniform uh, on that on the uh, while they were playing there. So it really did kind of feel almost like a home game for them, I guess. But um, so yes, and then and then and then uh, then they did a quick turnaround and uh, and, and beat the G Men in, uh, in 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 Levi's. So you know. So yeah, and I mean, they, the G-Men put up a meh, mediocre performance, in my opinion. Uh, it, it started to kind of feel like I wasn't sure where the refs were putting their intentions, but then they got their shit straightened out. And, uh, you know, we, we pulled ahead and kept steaming. Hey, there you go. Now, so we have, um, okay. So, and then uh, we've got, uh, we've got one more happiness story. We wish, we wish there was more of these stories that this is a, a Kansas well, farmer plants 1.2 yeah. million sunflowers for his wife, a perfect 50th anniversary gift. And I think this is one of the sweetest stories. Yes. y'all. It's the Kansas state's flower and his wife's favorite, which made it the perfect gift for their husband on her 50th anniversary. Now, Kate, uh, K-A-K-E TV news talked to farmer Lee Wilson, who sacrificed 80 acres of crops to give his gal a gift she'll never forget. He said it added up to about 1.2 million sunflowers in total, which he kept a secret for three months after planting them in May until the big day in August. It made me feel very special, Renee told uh, KAKE-TV in the video. Uh, it, it couldn't have been more a perfect anniversary gift. Now, people came from miles around to take pictures and experience the flowers in bloom near the town of Pratt off Highway 54. I think that is just the sweetest story 
of a man who after 50 years is still so in love with his gal that he would do something like that. Because you know, he's got to be easily in, in his 70s or 80s, depending on how old he was when they got married. And I, I mean, just that that's really a an example of the triumph of the human spirit that he's still working his farm after all these years and did, I mean, that's just sweet. You know, you don't see guys doing things like that nowadays. That's such a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Well, you know, and then of course you go, you you look at, you know, how much of my own situation I went, wow, you know, that guy built something really cool with his time. I I didn't, I didn't luck out like that, but you know, that's okay. I've got, I got, you you kind of are now because I got, I got, I got a second chance. I get the second chance is what I got. So that's right. All right. Now, meanwhile, uh, we have another chance to hear from Rev Cybertrucker. We always love hearing from Rev Cybertrucker. Yes, we do love hearing from Rev Cybertrucker. So we're going to play a little cavalcated stupidity here that he's, uh, he's uh, provided us and, it's going to be a little longer than the ones we usually do, but you know what? This is our show, and we're going to do what we want. That's right. Heidi ho pedal heads, and welcome to the Rev Cybertruckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. Getting his start on Bunt, David Lopez amassed over 6 million followers on his channel before Vine eventually terminated it for his portrayal of the character Juan in his comedic videos. Switching over to YouTube, he was able to do longer form sketch comedy, including his beloved character Juan. Released in May of 2019, this is David Lopez, Old Juan Road. Yeah, I'm gonna get my car, take it down the road, I'm gonna Sell till I can't no more I'm gonna get my car Take it down the road I'm gonna sell till I can't no more I got Tweety in the back Jingle bells attached Aguas on the rack I'm not very hard to catch Cart is full of treats I know you want to splurge You see me in the streets I see you running from that porch Everybody loves Elotes They want to buy Everybody loves elotes They want to buy elotes When I hear the bells ring They ask me would you stop please Niños they want everything All I hear is touching Feel like a movie star Money coming at me You can come be Tony Stark Before the movie end game Everybody loves elotes They want to buy elotes Everybody loves elotes They want to buy elotes I'm gonna get my car, take it down the road I'm gonna sell till I can't no more I'm gonna get my car, take it down the road I'm gonna sell till I can't no more Strawberry mango, get yourself helados Want different flavors, maybe try the popsicles a little crazy and get yourself some push pops I have ninja turtles even got a nectar hedgehog Got pork skins if you're into that I make some mean toasty locos you come right back So come on down meet me at the road I'm gonna sail till I can't no more I'm gonna take my car take it down the road I'm gonna 
Sell till I can no more I'm gonna get my car Take it down the road I'm gonna sell till I can no more Well, thank you, Rev. Um, that was great. That was fantastic. All righty, so we, uh, yeah, that that is great. So now we have our, uh, we have the current episode. We always have all that. Okay, so now um, I need to go back. I'm trying to I have to switch back to the soundboard here. So because I was playing that off of Google Drive. So now uh, we are at the Toast and Jam segment. And, we are. And you had some stuff from uh, that happened this uh, this week. So yeah, I did. Um, so amazing what happens when you work a five day week. Exactly. And uh, so um, so what happened with uh, so uh, about the about the police officer uh, that you. Okay, so I stopped on one of the roads in downtown Nashville to let some customers off at their location. And as I'm pulling up, he turns his lights on. Now, this was unrelated. or His lights were on. I don't know how close to my stop it had occurred. But when I looked in my rear view, I saw his lights on. And so I told my pastor, they were starting to get out. I'm like, no, 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 tuck your doors in because, you know, I saw him coming. Literally, the cop fucking stops to bitch at me not to drop people off in the middle of the road and that I know better and then proceeds on to wherever the hell his emergency was. I'm like, yeah, he was in such a fucking like hurry. Seriously, I found it funny. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's just uh, some people, you know, it's a dick-waving contest. They, oh, uh, yeah, he looked like a, a total dick flute. Yeah, exactly. Completely. Yeah, um, yeah. well, um, now on Tuesday morning, you had, you were you were having a bad morning uh, on Tuesday. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, we got, had, uh, had a little bit of a late start. Uh, and, yeah, uh, and I'm not sure because thinking about it, that late start probably benefited me in the end of result yeah so um well and 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 you and i get and i get a call from you saying uh so the the freeway is closed at uh mumble mumble uh exit i don't remember which exit but uh um and and i the one i became aware of it was at 273 yeah yeah, so 273 which there's an event out here called canoe the canny and that's the exit that you take to go to that location and i've gone by there several times routing home out of a particular suburb of nashville the gps will take me on a state route that ultimately leads me to 40 um getting on at that exit so i was relatively familiar with that exit but as i rolled up to the corner right before that exit occurs there was a mobile sign saying i-40 closed detour ahead so I did my own fucking detour, said forget about it, and called phone boy and said, why is my interstate closed? And, uh, and we, we found and, out. Yeah, we found out, actually. And so Mama T gets credit for this one because uh, we, we, we said, because, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I, don't, I know she uh, she actually consumes M5M, so we don't have to. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for your courage uh, and, yeah. and your sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. So we actually gave her a, um, um, yeah, so, so anyway, that we, so she actually pulled this story up. And it's so uh, a serious crash involving a tractor trailer and a small SUV closed to the interstate near the Smith and Putnam County lines on Tuesday morning. According 
according to the Tennessee Highway Patroller, THP, a Peterbilt tractor trailer was traveling east on I-40 just before 8 a.m. on Tuesday when it crossed over the median and into the westbound traffic. Now, the semi uh, collided with nearly, nearly head-on with a Honda Passport, causing severe damage to both vehicles. Now, one driver sustained serious bodily injuries in the crash and was airlifted to a nearby hospital, THP reported. Now, both westbound lanes of I-40 were closed. Uh, that's the, that is the one that matters to us. And a detour was established at the Buffalo Valley Road Center Hill Dam exit until they were able to open one lane around 9.30 a.m., according to THP. Now, I will tell you, 268 is the exit number for where they established the detour, and traffic was already backed up to 273. So that gives you an idea of how much distance, since the exits in Tennessee go by the mile marker, you can see how extreme that backup was yes yeah it closed like 25 miles of uh, of, 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 uh, you know, of stuff right so exactly because they didn't let people on until the 258 that's yeah. how far that detour extended yeah. Yeah. now mind you the route that i took actually brought me because i kind of did take a wrong turn i admit but it brought me by the cottage or the road that leads to the cottage, yes. probably about a mile off of the V that I was yeah. at right. for the cottage out in Middle Tennessee that we enjoy going to around our anniversary each year. So I thought that was really special that the universe had just kind of given me that nod in the routing that I chose to take that, you know, confirmed just, you know, how much... I love this guy and yeah. the fact that the universe is always sending me signs that he's with me when I'm out there working my butt off dealing with all the people as I do rideshare. But yeah, so ultimately it dropped me out uh, basically in Lebanon when I finally got on the interstate, which was fine with me, but it did create a little bit of a time delay in getting to Nashville, but I still managed to do what I needed to do for the day. Yeah, exactly. Now, and then later that week, oh, you, this, this, this one got foam boy. This one actually, he said he was actually a little bit jealous over this one. Now I have, I have double checked and researched and this is authentic. I'm not even fucking with all of y'all. I, I'm so, going to go. I'm going to go find the photos. Yes, so that, you need to. Uh, yes, I, I will make sure. So that. we make no bones about the fact that we are Niner Gang all day long, and I had a guy in my rideshare. We were just happening to have a chit chat about football. Mentioned I was a Niners fan, and come to find out, and there are pics to confirm this. He is literally the best friend of George Kittle. Of the 49ers. They went to college together. He showed me a picture. And I got to hear a voicemail that George left him about something unrelated. But it was 1000% George Kittle's voice. And I found out that George Kittle actually lives here in this great state of Tennessee. So that blew my mind even harder. And it, it was the most amazing experience. I could not even believe that. I mean, I immediately called phone boy as soon as he was out of the car and, you know, on his way to where he was going. I could not hold it in. I was just like bursting at the seams to call phone boy and tell him about that. It, it was amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, I, and I'm currently in the process of uh, putting it in the Uploading chat. Uploading it. Yeah, You're yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. This is, this is, this is what we do here. Okay. Because yeah. It, so as, as somebody who is, um, why is this? 
taking a long time here. I'm not sure. I don't know, but this is uh, this is not good. It is. Uh, it seems to be having an issue. Is what is going on here? No, but I'll tell you what was good is. So I ended up having a ride when I was over by Opryland, and the rider did not speak English, only Spanish. And I'm like, I, I needed to make sure that this person was the only rider I had. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? And I remembered Rev Cybertrucker had told me about Google Translate, that if you type into Google, you know, what is such and such in whatever language to whatever language, it will put it on the screen for you and it will even say it out loud. So I was able to actually communicate with my writer through Google Translate. And I can't believe I'm saying anything good about Google, but it really did kind of save my ass in a way because I really needed to know what I was going to do. And there was just no way that I was going to be able, I, I mean, I am very, very limited in the Spanish that I know. And I sure as hell don't know enough to ask if, you know, it, if she or he is the only writer that I have. So it was, it was really good <laughs> that I had that tool because it, it was a little rough. But uh, this this thing, apparently we now have a UPS, and I don't mean the little brown uh, yeah, trucks. I'm, yeah, I don't know why I'm having trouble getting this uploaded. It, it, is, it, is, being, uh, it is being particularly a dick baggish here uh, as I'm trying to... Uh, be- Let me see if I can fuck with it because, no, because it's it, my photo. Yeah, it is your photo, and you have it, but for whatever reason it is... Uh, it is being. Let uh, me see if I can. Trying to get it pinch to, hit for you. No, I just I just need to. Uh, I, 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 no, I, I'm. I think I've got it. it. Just it was. It's it's a size issue. I'm not even going to comment on that. Nope, and you cannot make me. I promise you. Yeah. So terrible. I don't think that is it. I think this is a. Okay, it's actually... This See, is, I did it faster than you could, so well, anyway... Good, good for you, okay. so Apparently, I'm, Google yeah. also has a conversation mode yeah. where, yeah. you know, the two of us just talk and it translates it. That's pretty badass, yeah, that's exactly. I have to say. Yeah, so, okay, let's talk about the UPSs for yes, a second. Let's. So, um, so after we had uh, the problems we had, I realized that it was probably... There, there's probably... Uh, it's probably something we need to rectify. Now, the problem is, is that just to... Uh, so, our the studio is up on the third floor... The the internet uh, is on the second floor, so in order for us to be uh, fully protected from uh, from uh, uh, mayhem that involving uh, the electrical system, we actually have to have two uh, UPSs. Now, um, unfortunately, the internet is in our bedroom, and so I don't really want a, a thing that might beep uh, that I cannot turn off the beeping of uh, without. So I had to. I ended up, uh, ordering a different UPS for the bedroom. And, and so I have um, the stuff up here that should be that, you know, that will hopefully uh, stay on uh, when, when the power does have its little glips here and there. So it is, um, I realized it was probably a good idea. Not, uh, not, and you know, the, I don't expect the UPS is to last forever. I just expect them to last long enough to, for me to realize there's a problem and do something about it uh, without having to um, uh, have a power dis, uh, disappear on some of this equipment. Because as we learned when we did episode one, Hundred, right? We learned. Uh, I mean, it's good that I did two recording sources on that one because we because I kind of screwed up on the you know when I when I uh, did whatever I did over on this uh, other system here. So um, I'm glad we had another option. But um, but having the you know making sure everything is uh, is handled correctly is good. So. Um, 
So we've got a. So it's yeah, a work in progress. It's a work we're in progress. There. It's, so the so there's a UPS on the stuff on the third floor currently, right? So that means we're you know the the roadcaster will stay recording and that kind of thing. Well, if the power goes out, but uh, the uh, the internet is unfortunately on uh, you know on the second floor on the second floor, and I do not have a UPS there yet. Uh, we will have one next week. So um, God bless Amazon. Yeah. God bless Amazon. So we we have uh, okay. So. Um, I'm pretty fucking baked. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, I, I have to tell the story because it was my... Yeah, it was my silly ass that came up with it because Sir Bemrose introduced us to the song Bloodhound Gangs. Pretty When I'm Drunk. Do you have an off switch? I swear to God. No, I don't. You're terrible. Yes. Yes, you do have an off switch. Your ex-wife found it every day. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Oh. Got him. So, um, needless to say, uh, we were just kind of sitting on the bed after ripping a couple of bong hits, and the song popped into my head, except for the lyrics, I'm pretty fucking baked, replaced, you're pretty when I'm drunk. And we laughed so hard, we decided that we needed to tell the story of it because, well, you do. Because when your life is a podcast, that's what happens. That's right. So, and uh, yeah, the life, much like um, we have this, uh, we have this ice maker um, that be- that has uh, become a an, become an integral part of our uh, life, I think. Um, well, I mean, I've wanted an ice maker that makes the little nuggets like Sonic has for a very long time. Because it, I just enjoy the mouthfeel when drinking a drink that has that kind of ice in it. And it also packs really nicely into the bong, if I'm honest. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so yes, um, we have a, um, so we'll have a link to it in the show notes. So this is, it's, it was, it was a pretty significant investment, I will say. Um, however, I, yeah, I, it was not cheap. However, I can assure you that we, it was better than buying the, the, keep continuing to buy the ice from, uh, you know, Weigel's or whoever else. And it wasn't the same kind of ice that we were getting from Weigel's because they have the ice chips this is like i said it's sonic ice anyone who's ever been to sonic and gotten a drink knows what the hell sonic ice is yeah exactly so um yeah so um yeah so okay in 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 the uh in the apple is gay department i guess uh for to uh, only because you're uh yeah (laughs) your watch is red which means like yeah you look gay yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. So it's extra gay, right? Well, I got it. I've got it to to rep my uh, to rep my team because uh, I. I, mean, I that, actually when so because Apple had this big release and Phone Boy has been squawking for an undisclosed amount of time about gonna get a watch that has cellular capability, constantly on and on and on. And I said, I swear to God, if you don't fucking get one, you you all heard me say it within the last couple of weeks. If you don't get one when this thing has its release, I'm going to get you one for Christmas because I can't stand listening to you complain about the fact you want one of these new fucking watches. So as he was looking at them, they have one in red. And I thought, oh my God, that would be perfect. And it looks wicked nice. You should totally take a picture yeah. of how gorgeous just this thing is I, I, I actually, and it doesn't hurt that red and gold uh, niners for life yeah so we, we okay so hold on it is uh, i need to uh i i actually have to upload the uh the, the, there's a there's i have i have i take a photo of it and i actually uploaded it to nas so give me a second here while i while i uh, do that um because this is uh because yes i i have actually so i have a picture of this already it's just a question of uh 
Oh, okay. So yeah. you're already ahead of me. Yeah, Got I'm, it. I'm ahead of you. Yes, I'm gonna copy an image address. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Of here. course, because of what else is in that photo? Ta-da! Yeah, there you go. Yes, exactly. So you can you can see the uh, you can see the uh, the things here. Now I've got to go put that in the show doc, of course, because that is what we do. Uh, so it is. Uh, yeah, it was quite a um, yeah. But uh, you know, it's funny when you go through the process. Um, there's some thing now. There's some things that you have to deal with, and it's. It wasn't a big deal. Now, what was, what was interesting was that, okay, so this was shipped with the new, the, the latest operating system at the time. Now, in the three days prior to the fact that this, uh, that, um, th that this watch came out, Apple introduced an, an, an iOS update that we had applied to all of our systems. Uh, and, and of course, uh, so when I, before I could actually use this watch, I had to, and, and use it and restore from backup on you know, my old watch, uh, I had to upgrade, right? So it took me a little bit to get my shit going. And then, oh, and then, okay, now we get in, now we get into the part where we talk about uh, what happened when I tried to activate on cellular. So, um, so you were prompted, you know, by your, you know, you go into the Apple Watch app and you're prompted to, uh, you know, to basically get a, um, you know, to, uh, to add cellular, add cellular service. Okay. You, you go through all of that and, you know, and I, and I've been using uh, Xfinity mobile for the last uh, year on that, on, on that line anyway. And so, um, we, and so I, I keep getting the, okay, well this, this is failing. And so I eventually said, okay, fine, I'm going to go call customer service or customer disservice. Now I was going to say customer disservice. Yeah. In this case, it was definitely customer disservice. I said, so, uh, so ma'am who, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to add this line. Why? Uh, so, you know, and it, it's giving me, it's giving me this problem. Can you tell me what's going on? And so she goes through it and it says, well, um, okay. So you are limited to the number of lines you can have on your account. I said, Oh, really? So I have three, I had three lines on the account. Um, why is that? And I, I actually even asked for a manager and, and I said, um, you know, and, and they said, oh, they, they think you're a credit risk. Well, um, have you seen the, have you, have you pulled a credit report on me? Have you seen what my credit scores are? They're pretty fucking good. I don't think it's a, I don't think credit's an issue. Bottom line is, I and I and I told I told the manager I said so. Here's the thing: you're 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 um, you are going to uh, you're either going to increase the number of lines I can have in my account, or I'm going to take my business elsewhere. He said, "Well, we have no authority to do that." I said, "Okay." Well, well then I, well then I guess you're losing me as a customer. So I immediately uh, moved uh, all three phone lines uh, onto, uh, you know, onto something different. Um, I think I think we're, I think I'm using Visible, which is basically a Verizon thing. Um, and uh, you know it was very easy to do. Right? I didn't have to tell. I didn't have to call anybody. In fact, I, even one of the numbers we don't need the number for. But I, I did a number port for one simple reason. I don't have to actually. Um, um, I don't. I didn't actually have to talk to anybody at Comcast to cancel the line. So, uh, so yes, uh, this is exact, and it's exactly it. Um, you know, we we uh, I, I I believe it. You know, we got a row of dicks here for fuck Comcast. I hundred percent agree with that. Satchel Richards, bitches. That's right. So, um, unfortunately. For, so yes, um, I, I did not realize that I was going to be changing uh, my my mobile situation. But I'm kind of glad I did actually, because uh, anytime I've had to deal with Comcast, it's been a pain in the butt. Um, this is, a, I think, I believe this arrangement will be much better and will um, and will uh, facilitate our our, uh, our situation uh, better. But, be less uh, expensive too. Yes. 
I have only good things to say about Comcast on my podcast. There you go. But um, and we know why. Okay, so now this was a great opportunity. This happened yesterday. You were um, so I, uh, so you uh, you were at the car wash and you. Uh, yes, I decided that it was time to give my car a scrub because it was getting a little bit of dusty, dirty, and I like my car to look on fleek because my car is a gorgeous red and. It shines and looks all sexy in the sunlight. So I like to keep it looking that yeah, way. Yes. So, um, however, well, there was also one of the Glades finest uh, that, that was also there at the uh, at the car wash. Yeah, there, there was a she cop. Yeah. And so, of course, uh, you got because to- Phoenix is an opinionated little, you know, firebird, she, um, you know, she decided to take the opportunity to ask that fine officer a couple of questions, not the least of which would be, and the funny part of which I said, so... Just out of curiosity, there's a uh, a sovereign citizen owned business that has been, um, you know, ordered by co- the court in Nashville to shut down. Yet they continue to operate. And I didn't even have to say more than that. She said, "Oh, you mean plate and bowl?" I said, "Funny, you knew exactly what I was talking about without having to say it out loud." So she basically confirmed that they are sovsits because although they have current and legal registration for their vehicles, they run a uh, private use tag on their vehicle, which is an obvious solve-sit move. So for whatever reason, they claim that, oh, we just, we forgot to put the plate on. Y'all out there, when you get your plates for your vehicle, do you ever, I mean ever, forget to put them on your vehicle if you're going somewhere? Fuck no. Each and every one of you runs, as soon as that shit comes in the mail, you run right the fuck outside with a a wrench or a screwdriver, and you put that new tag on that fucking car because you hate them temp tags. We all do it. So the bullshit excuse that, oh, we forgot to put it on. Bullshit. You're a total fucking sob sit all day long. Just sit down and shut the fuck up. And oh, by the way, close your goddamn restaurant. But anyways, what she told me was the reason that the police can't do anything is because it's kind of a civil matter and there's nothing criminal actually involved there which kind of perplexed me but she did also mention the fact that every day that they violate that court order it's like a 150 dollar fine so the amount of money that's racking up by them defying this court order i'm not sure they're making that above and beyond the overhead that they have to keep that place open. I mean, I don't know. Haven't seen their books. Don't give a fuck to see their books. But basically, the law enforcement is absolutely unimpressed with them as well and wants them to stop being a thorn in their asses. And, you know, unofficially kind of admitted that at every opportunity, if they break the law, they're going to fucking get yanked over. So they have definitely caught the attention negatively of our fine uh, Glade department just saying exactly so um but it is uh yeah it's interesting that they they they're aware of what's going on and uh you know and, and yeah they're 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 doing uh they're doing what they're uh, legally allowed to do so um but i'm sure but it isn't yes yeah, so that we at least we get some of our uh, had some of our thoughts um um confer- validated yeah, yeah exactly so um now um last night um okay so 
I'm sitting here, there, so I've got to explain my setup. I've got, uh, so I've got. There's a laptop in front of me. There's a off to the right. There's the there's the tablet and also the roadcaster, uh, but there's a monitor above my uh, my my laptop monitor. And unfortunately, that monitor just decided to fucking die last night in the middle of of everything. And of course, I am baked like 33 Alaskas. And I'm attempting to try and figure out what is wrong with my monitor because my monitor is not coming on. And so I'm like, okay, this is a problem. I need to be able to have my monitor in order to be able to do, you know, in order to be able to see what's going on and, and, and participate and everything. So, um, so yeah, yes. he kind of did have a look of horror on his face when he realized that it absolutely was not going to turn back on. Yes, exactly. So this Although is- like any great dude named Ben, he had a backup monitor. Yes, I did, um, and, I, and and yeah. So I had kept I, as I had been acquiring some monitors from uh, from our, our from our from our friends at Goodwill. Um, yes, I, I had I'd, I'd had had one extra monitor, and I'm like, hmm, okay, I think I'm going to keep one of these, and I think I'm going to keep this uh, just in case. Uh, and it turns out that yes, and so I've now I've ordered a new monitor because I because I kind of don't want to be using this monitor as a primary because it is uh, uh, the the resolution on it is not as good as I is as, as, uh, as, uh, I need I need a 4K monitor. You least. just sound like such a tech snob. Accept it. Yes. Something along those Most lines. Most people would be completely elated to at least have a damn monitor for them to be able to see what they had going on. No, not phone boy Mick Rich Duck over there. He wants a 4K. Yeah, well, I well that's that's a step down from a 5K. So you can you can eat a bag and suck my ass. I'll eat your bag and you can kiss my ass. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we play some voicemails? That sounds delightful. Yeah, let's do that. We have a we have a voicemail here. So the the, the topic is uh, that weird thing you found at the grocery store. 253-237-3321. Like, Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like this caller did. Just listening to uh, last Saturday's uh, podcast on a Friday. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I forgot to call now because it's a busy, busy, busy weekend, and want to make sure I get a call. In. Anywho, um, let's see the question: weirdest thing or something like that at a grocery store. I just looked it up on NAS. Um, your mom? Uh, but seriously, I mean, yeah, your mom, but uh, uh. Man, I don't know. I think probably just like I'm trying to think of something. Actually, should have should have done this beforehand. Um, yeah, I've never been to like too. I haven't really been to that many quote unquote like ethnic grocery stores. Um, I know it's a very broad term, but you know where they just have like say just food that you wouldn't know. You know that is not. Part of the American, the traditional American diet, whatever that you know wants to mean, because that's about you know another topic in and of itself. But uh, probably just like odd, I guess you'd call it like odd, like probably, I don't know, something like fish or something like that comes to mind. Odd, odd, uh, like ocean life um, would probably be something that's they don't normally see. Um, it's probably like the weirdest thing that. Probably that even in a grocery store sometimes I feel like just on, sometimes like seeing yeah this is not a coherent thought um, but yeah that's that's just like something that comes to mind like 
sometimes just fish in general, even though, like, I'll eat fish and I enjoy fish, but sometimes when you see, like, the whole fish and the head there, like, to me, that's, like, just a weird thing, which, yeah, it shouldn't be. You should know what, like, you're eating. It's not just, it's, you know, like, perfect little fillet of fish or whatever, not McDonald's, but you know what I mean. But, like, hey, this is actually what you're eating sort of deal. Um, But, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, when you think about it, all the chemicals and stuff, that's probably the weirdest thing, but we're so used to that. So, anywho, right, I'll come up with something later. This is a horrible vocal mail, but all right, love you guys. Stay dangerous, and, you know, whether or not it's good or bad, uh, vocal mail. You can always, or you're just listening to this, go ahead and give a, you can always give a good old hearty. Man, that was a bad vocal mail. Should redo it, but it's too late. All right. Kick off, okay, Sir Christopher Battles. Okay, okay, Hell yes. Okay, so I, I I realized when I brought this up, I I didn't have my little book to write down show titles, which is a problem. So I had to go get that while this and so, and I and I believe that there are three show titles that came out from this uh, from this uh, um, uh, transcript. Uh, up on the ass. Uh, well, that sounds great. Uh, vocal Mel, as an Emmy, as an Emmy L. Uh, yes, and, nice. and then and then a Hardy Mail. Uh, oh, that's great. It would be there. So. Um, honey, what have you, um, what's the weirdest thing you've found at the grocery store? Well, it's interesting because Christopher Battles was talking about, like, his mind automatically went to fish. And there's a great Asian market in Knoxville that I've gone to. And they have amazing, like, cow femurs. And they'll cut it to whatever length you want it. So making stock with these giant cow bones just brings me great joy. But... Right next to where that is, they have whole fishes. And I've seen a parrotfish and a couple of different kinds of fish that I had never seen before. And parrotfishes are actually quite interesting to look at. They're very brightly colored. And I think the scariest thing I ever saw was like a monkfish. Those, those things just freak me the fuck out. But And also, like anyone who's ever seen Andrew Zimmern... Um, knows that he absolutely positively refuses to eat durian fruit. And I've actually seen durian at that Asian market. And I absolutely do not want to ever consume or even smell what it smells like. I'll take his word for the fact that it's putrid and disgusting. But having seen it was kind of interesting and also kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of the weirdest thing I've seen in the grocery store. It's the... Uh I don't know. It's probably the uh, the the beef that contains natural flavor. It tastes like fucking cow. The most epic phone boy rant. It like, tastes like fucking cow. It tastes like fucking cow. All right, let's. Let, I I, th- I think this tastes like uh this tastes like chicken or something. What's up, everybody? This weirdo. Um, weird was not in the, this whole grocery store question. I don't really have um, an answer on this topic. Uh, But um, when I read that, uh, it it triggers that shit that was going around on the interweb a couple weeks ago, a month ago, something like that, with all them floating watermelons. That shit was weird. Like, people just hear something go thump in the night and their fucking watermelon exploded all over their kitchen. 
or the dude that was at Walmart and the whole Gaylord of watermelons had exploded, like, I don't know, what do you think could cause that? Were they rotten on the inside and the breakdown causing gases make it expand and blow up, or was it, like, over-fertilized before it could have a chance to flush, so started breaking down and popping in the stores? I don't know. I don't... I think that fruit's fairly pretty old by the time we get it anyway. Um, I read a thing that said that your meat could be up to a year old by the time that you actually see it on the store shelf. So all that fruit dipped in that stay fresh shit. So it stays good for fuck ever because it's essentially coated as latex. I don't know. Probably the strangest thing I've ever seen at the store was boxes and boxes of brightly colored packaged industrial waste labeled as food products. That's, uh, you know, everything there. Um, McDonald's potatoes have to off-gas for 90 days before they're edible inside an off-gassing chamber. What? So, like, pretty weird, pretty gross. Um, anyway, fucking bye. 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 Yes. That explains so much about McDonald's French fries, weirdo. Thank you for that knowledge nugget. Exactly. Now, um, Meanwhile, I think it is. Uh, I think it. Wait a minute. I've got to. I've got to go back to the other to the other soundboard over here, and I got to hit the button that uh, might wanna. Yeah, and, and do this. I'll take a drink, and I. My name's Smoke Little Reef. You know, I. I like to smoke reefer. You know, I relax as many I think. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not freebase cocaine. That's right. We do not freebase cocaine, but we do freely smoke the good herb. And if you live in Illinois, uh, you're just not going to be happy with this. So Illinois County forces a dispensary or excuse me, it forces their dispensaries to display warning labels about mental health dangers and suicide ideation. This is just so gross. One county official in Illinois issued a recent dispensary rule change that leaders say isn't backed by science and goes too far. McHenry County, Illinois, will require dispensaries to label cannabis with mental health warnings about the potential for psychosis, depression, and suicidal ideation. The, con the county's new approach was spearheaded by the county's state's attorney, who has long held a belief that cannabis laws are destroying the, count the country. An opinion not shared by the Illinois Cannabis Regulation Oversight Office and four state lawmakers who felt prompted to rebuke his claims in a joint statement. Axios reports that starting this month, McHenry County-based dispensaries will be required to post in-store signage warning of cannabis's potential link to psychotic disorders such as schizophrenia, increased thoughts of suicide and suicide attempts, anxiety, and depression. In an op-end published in the Chicago Tribune, the county state's attorney dismissed the medical benefits of cannabis, saying that cannabis does more harm than good and leads to suicide. This fucking idiot, like... Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Th this guy's a fucking idiot. 
He's a complete and utter fucking dick flute just tweeting away about shit that isn't true. The medical benefits of cannabis far outweigh the negative benefits. Okay, yeah, some strains make you a little paranoid, but you know what? You're in the right mindset where you understand, oh, uh, I'm stoned, which is why I'm paranoid, man. You're not like, just fucking Christ. This, this, this was a hate read for me. I'm not going to lie because I know someone who has schizophrenia. Smoking helps that person a lot. And it definitely, I've known no one who has ever smoked weed and then thought, oh, my life is such shit. I think I'm just going to kill myself. If I'm wrong out there, please weigh in on this. But I, I don't believe anyone has ever been depressed because they smoked a joint or gone on a schizophrenic episode just by smoking a, a fucking bong rip. Like, stop it, people. Okay. Uh, can you take this? Uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is, and uh, yeah, I mean, th this was definitely a hate read as I was going through this, and, and I, I find that, uh, but uh, yes, they, of course, uh, they, yeah, they believe it. Yeah, they, you know, they say that cannabis does more harm than good and leads to suicide. I think it probably leads to quite the opposite. Munchie's in a nap, probably, but, um, now, that's what I've said all along is the use of marijuana does not lead to other drugs. It leads to a nap and the munchies. Oh. And I don't believe that you get depressed from smoking weed. You were already depressed. You decided to smoke the weed to make it better. Most times it does. Yes, it does. But much like psychedelics, you know, it's a 50-50 when you think you're going to do it to lift yourself up, sometimes you bottom yourself out. And honestly, I, I would love to know that this asshole who seems to think that smoking weed is going to lead to suicide and shit, uh, in anyone that they think that that's happened to, what else was on board? Because I assure you, it wasn't just <laughs> marijuana. That There was either some shrooms, some LSD, that he, was, he or she was not just smoking the good herb and then decided... It's over. Yeah, no, not happening. Yeah. Now, uh, this next story, the reason I pulled it is because it's a place I've actually been. Uh, so uh, shooting uh, sours Copenhagen's open hash market haven. And and so um, and this is I have, as I said, I've actually been to uh, the to Copenhagen in, in, in Denmark's autonomous neighborhood commune of Christi Christiania or Freetown Christiania has uh, tolerated soft drug use for decades on Pusher Street, its main market. But a recent shooting might complicate things for its open hash trade on September 4th. Fourth, the mayor of Copenhagen on Monday ur urged foreign tourists not to buy cannabis in the city's Christiana neighborhood after a man was killed. Instead of selling cannabis in a regulated retail model, as seen in legal U.S. states, cannabis is sold from unregulated dealers like a street drug there. A bloody feud between the Hells Angels... <clears throat> and loyal to family erupted in the culmination of turf wars over cannabis and drug trade. Now, the spiral of violence at Christiana is deeply worrying, Copenhagen Mayor uh, Sophie uh, Haystrup uh, Anderson uh, said. 
she called on the, the hundreds of thousands of visiting tourists and the main, many new foreign students who've just moved to Copenhagen to stay away f- and refrain from buying weed or other drugs at Pusher Street. Now, earlier this year, the mayor threatened to close Pusher Street's drug trade if the thousands or so people living in the Christiana na- uh, commune comply with her plan to reduce violence. Now, the neighborhood's population fluctuates between 700 and 1,000 people. Now, Astrop Anderson told uh, local paper Extra uh, Blood at uh, last May that growing violence has to end or she will shut down the cannabis and drug trade in Christiana. Now, the mayor's warning, however, doesn't seem to be working. Uh, <clears throat> Christiania remains one of Copenhagen's top tourist attractions with major hippie appeal. It, it, is pretty, it is pretty fucking weird out there. And many of the visitors are from foreign countries wanting to get a sense of the tolerated hash trade. It's the Danish Amsterdam in many senses. Uh, and while uh, Christiana was uh, transformed from a naval base on the island of Amager in Copenhagen into a hippie commune when they began squatting in the former military barracks of, uh, of uh, Ben Strandmas uh, in, yeah, in, in 1971. And squatters began to take taking upon a more serious animal agenda and gathered to establish their own laws autonomous to the Danish government. On September 16, 1971, Christiana was uh, d- declared to be free by Jacob uh, Ludvigsen, a journalist and provo anarchist. Uh, you you merely have to walk over the bridges over Copenhagen's canals to get there. And, and yeah, really, it's you know, uh, not that it's not that complicated to get there. Um, <clears throat> While Denmark is one of the most liberal places on the planet, implementing LGBTQ rights since 1933, probably before they had the, all that alphabet, uh, cannabis was, is illegal. Uh, Christiana is another story, however, and the law is rarely but occasionally enforced there. Now, and, and yeah, and, you know, I did not buy drugs there when I was there, but it is an interesting place to have to have been and, and to have seen, and it was a. But um, if you had been. If you had gone there now, you might have. No, probably. Yeah, I think that, I think I, I think I probably would have. I would do that. Yes, for sure. But uh, uh, it would I, be an experience. It was, I was I was a different person. Uh, I wasn't. That's you know, right. Yeah. So, uh, but I but it did. Uh, the place did appeal to me on some level. So it, it, something. But I, did you see any of this? No, I did not. Uh, okay. No, I wasn't looking for it either. So um, now. Um, I'm sure this this uh, Bills fan wasn't looking for this. This is just hilarious. Yes. An acid trip ends in an arrest for a naked Bills fan who covered himself in feces and fell down a 30-foot hole. Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> uh Go Bills? Yes. A nude man high on LSD, cocaine, and more was arrested Sunday after being rescued from a 30-foot pit at the construction site of the Buffalo Bills' new football stadium, relatively unharmed but covered in human fecal matter from a nearby porta potty Originally reported by W.I.B. VB4 uh, deputies with the Erie County Sheriff's Office mercifully withheld the identity of the 29-year-old man who was transported to Buffalo General Hospital for evaluation of a few minor injuries before being charged with criminal trespassing. Now, authorities said the man scaled a very large fence after leaving the porta potty to access the construction site and fell into the pit when p- police approached him. <clears throat> Sheriff Garcia reportedly told Buffalo News that the man was laying in the pit awaiting rescue. He gave them a peace sign with one hand and an obscene gesture with the other. Uh, go Bills, right? Uh, so he scaled that fence right up, jumped over the other side. And the next thing you know, he's running toward the pit, said Erie County Sheriff John Garcia. By the time ECC security got behind him, now that individual is falling, tumbling down into the pit. It happened so quickly. It's a large site. You can't have people every six feet. 
Um, so now authorities said the man told him he had consumed LSD, cocaine, alcohol, and marijuana before this sequence of events began. Yeah. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, the sheriff's office assured the public there was no cause for alarm. Just as uh, lightning does not st- lightning does not strike twice in the same place. People don't take acid and fall down the same hole twice. There's a joke about rabbit holes, but I will abstain from making one as it would detract from the grave seriousness of this whole ordeal. Now, whether you are taking LSD, cocaine, marijuana, you are go- not going to read the signs. You are not going to read anything, said Sheriff Garcia. You wouldn't be in a porta potty jumping inside it, covering yourself with human excrement. You wouldn't be doing that. This is a very isolated issue. <laughs> Oddly enough. If you're not laughing hysterically, you you have no funny bone. Yes. Yeah. Oddly enough, the big giant hole in the ground made headlines that very day, shortly before the naked man met his fateful fall. The Buffalo News ran a story called Big Hole in the Ground. Slows trip, but nothing stops Bills fans from getting in a game detailing how construction on the $1.4 billion Buffalo Bills Stadium had left a big giant hole in the ground in Orchard Park across from the current stadium on Abbott Road. Apparently, the hole in the enormous pile of earth and gravel sitting there next to the the hole had been creating traffic jams of an hour or more for Bills fans trying to get to the stadium. Everybody's talking about the big hole in the ground, WGR host Jeremy White said, which which a which it is a big giant hole added co-host Nate Geary. Now, Sheriff Garcia spoke very highly of the rest of the hundreds of Bill- Buffalo Bills fans who managed to make it through Sunday without any other major incidents, calling it the best behaved crowd that we've seen since our administration has been in place. <laughs> yeah, well behaved compared to the shit covered fan. Yes. Now, nobody else was injured. Nobody else made it onto the site, Sheriff Garcia said. We always try to stay four or five plays ahead because our job is to try and prevent incidents like that to occur. But when someone takes LSD, cocaine, and marijuana, and they're drinking, from running into traffic to scaling a 10-foot fence, we can't prevent everything. Now, according to the WIBV4 article, only one other arrest was made that day of a football fan attempting to start a fight, and eight other fans were ejected from the stadium. Now, the man who fell into the pit was ultimately released on an appearance ticket after being charged and not for nothing but the buffalo bills shut out the las vegas raiders 38 10 that day unfortunately the naked psychedelic shit covered football fan never made it to the game as he was arrested just 40 (laughs) minutes before kickoff that's really shitty that's how you know you fucked up yes (laughs) but it's funny that's right so um, <clears throat> I think we, uh, we are now to, uh, the, the next segment, which means uh, I'm playing this now. It looks like it's alive. And living in the fridge. Okay. So we finally replaced that horrible clip that. Yes, we did. Yes. So there you go. So, so what is, uh, so what is, uh, cooking? We are having some succulent grilled ribeye steaks with some steamed broccoli coated in homemade white cheddar sauce. Okay, I am getting... Try not to drool on your speakers, pedal heads. Yeah, I am. I'm. 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 I'm trying to wipe the drool off the side of my. If, if I weren't. If I didn't have the Amy Goodman thing going right now, I probably would be drooling. That's a true statement. Mm. So now, um, okay, we we waited a couple weeks to cover this uh, just for for various reasons. Uh, 
So cars are the worst pro product category we have ever reviewed for privacy. Um, and this is so, um, I believe uh, Sir Bemrose pulled this story, and I when I read it, I, I about lost my fucking mind. So, um, so Mozilla reviewed twenty five different car brands, and guess what? They all collect massive amounts of data and do a shit job of both telling you about this fact and allowing you to opt out of it. Now, all twenty five car brands Mozilla researchers earned their privacy not included warning label, making cars the official worst category of products for privacy that we have ever reviewed. Now, I recommend reading this piece that we that we'll look at we, we we link to in the show notes, but especially the page for any manufacturer vehicles you might own. But I'll highlight just a few the points now um just pointing out we did uh become aware of this story because of sir bemrose and angry tech news in all fairness yes we did um <clears throat> So, uh, so I like this, that they all collect too much personal data. Now, car companies have so many more data collecting opportunities <clears throat> than other products and apps we use. More, more than even smart devices in our homes or the cell phones we take wherever we go. Now, they collect this personal information from you, from how you interact with your car, the connected services you use in your car, the car's app, which provides a gateway to information on your phone and can gather even more information about you from third-party sources like SiriusXM or Google Maps. It's a mess, and the ways that car companies collect and share your data are so vast and complicated that we wrote an entire piece on how that works. The gist is you can collect super intimate information about you from your medical information your genetic information to your sex life seriously uh, to how fast you drive where you drive and what songs you play in your car in huge quantities they then you can use it to invent more data about you through inferences about the things like your intelligence abilities and interests now and most of the uh, um, the manufacturers share or sell your data now it's bad enough for the behemoth corporations that own the car brands to have all that personal data in their possession to use for their own research marketing <clears throat> or the ultimate vague business purposes but then most 84 percent of the car brands we research say they can share your personal data with service providers data brokers and other businesses we know little or nothing about worse 19 uh, or 76 percent say they can sell your personal data a surprising number 56 percent also say they can share your information with the government or law enforcement in response to a request not a high bar court order but something as easy as an informal request uh most give drivers little or no control over their personal data now only two car brands uh, renault and, and dacia which are owned by the same parent company say that all drivers have the right to have their personal data deleted now alt no altruism there is um, these are european car makers that are subject to the gdpr which includes the right to be forgotten now we <clears throat> now they couldn't uh, confirm if any of them uh, meet minimum security standards and no way to tell if the cars are even encrypting the data they're collecting now mozilla got nowhere asking the car manufacturers about this or the or, or other or, you know, sort of other things that the car manufacturers are doing to protect the data. Now, here's what the worst of the worst is. So uh, Tesla is actually the worst because it incorporates AI in the form of its autopilot feature, which has been reported to be involved in 17 deaths and 736 crashes. That's that's great. Um, yeah, Nissan is a close second because they claim to collect data on the sexual activity. Six of the car companies reviewed say they collect genetic information. What, are you fucking kidding me? Nope, <clears throat> they're serious and it's gross. Yes. Um, so Hyundai claims they will comply with lawful requests, whether formal or informal. Oh, that's a huge red flag. 
Yeah, and sadly, I have a Hyundai, so that does not make me happy at fucking all. Now, all of the car brands on this list, except for Tesla, Renault, and Dacia, signed on uh, uh, to a list of consumer protection principles from the um, U.S. Automotive Group Industry Group Alliance for Automotive Innovation, Inc. The list includes great uh, privacy-preserving principles such as data minimization, transparency, and choice, but the number of car brands that follow these principles, zero. It's interesting, if only because it means the car companies do clearly know what they should be doing to respect your privacy, even though they absolutely don't do it well yeah just because we know we should do it well unless we have a watchdog on our ass yeah we just can't be bothered yeah so um yeah and uh yeah what of course what do you do about this right because we were because this well, is sir bemrose has the right answer have an older car yeah that yeah because i'm yeah i'm thinking about okay my next car is going to be you know older than my current one i am i can assure you or uh, it's uh so I can say nothing about that. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I feel like that uh, getting that newer cars these days are. Um, but you know, it would <clears throat> it would fall in line with the model that used cars are basically almost more expensive than new cars, and it's because maybe a lot of people are figuring out that these new cars are just truly collecting your data, and they are going to opt for the older vehicles. <laughs> Because, you know, they can keep the maintenance up on them themselves instead of having to spend $300 for an oil change because it's so fucking advanced and computerized. Yeah, that's right. So, yes. Now, of course, this so this idea that your auto may be spying on you is a, a, get into a, a an article from Kim Commando. Now, I have not now I have not heard the name Kim Commando in quite a while. Um, now, um, it, it, um, she is a, a um, she 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 has you know some sort of a, a you know nationally syndicated uh, technology show, um, and uh, so she she covers she you know is kind of a mainstream uh, tech person. Uh, you know, Leo Laporte was kind of the um, you know that was was. I think trying to be sort of the male version of Kim Commando, uh, but uh, you know I don't know. Anyway, Leo has fallen out of favor, and we, let's not yeah let's not talk about uh, uh, him. Uh, but uh, now you know in, in this article, which was which was in USA Today, she says new cars are computers on wheels. The average vehicle nowadays has over fourteen thousand microchips in it. Because your car is connected, it can also collect a lot of data about you. Your car is like your phone, computer, or tablet now, always listening. There's always it's also stalkerware to worry about. Now, what is your vehicle collecting? A new online tool shows you all the info your car has on you. The vehicle privacy report is made by a company called Privacy for Cars. The the company deletes synced personal data from used cars before they're resold. And this is how car makers comply with privacy laws. Now, there's a way you can tap into their work. All you have to do is enter your car's VIN, and the tool spits out all the privacy policies about the company that built your vehicle. Here's what you may find when you plug in your VIN. Details like your name, address, and email address, and driver's license number. Now, location data that shows where you are and what and where you went now biometric collected uh, by your car's microphone and camera video recordings collected by your car's voice assistant data synced from your connected devices like call records text messages or contacts now this tool also lists who your information is shared with think insurance companies the government and data brokers now if you if you use GPS, ask for directions or make calls via Apple CarPlay or Android Auto your car probably has much more dirt on you so wow And I can assure you, I do not have my phone connected to my car. The only phone connected to my car is a stripped down iPhone that phone boy had that I use to stream the music for my ride share. 
my phone is not connected at all to my car because yeah. fuck that noise. Yeah. Other than through a charger. And I'm sure that's problematic as well. Yeah. So meanwhile, um, so I actually, I did run the privacy report on our own vehicles because uh, why not? Uh, so um, I, I checked, uh, I checked my car and it, thankfully my car doesn't have any telematics, but it still stores a lot of data. So it's basically a hard drive on wheels. If somebody wants to go, uh, go get into the hard drive, so to speak. Um, the, um, they collect identifiers, biometrics, location, user profiles uh, uh, that are that of the device. Now they're sync, they're silent on uh, synced phones. Um, they share or sell data to affiliates, service providers, insurance, and government. Now they're silent on whether they do so on data, data brokers. Um, so now in Hyundai, right now the now her car has telematics and can therefore be described as a smartphone on wheels now um it, it collects identifiers like biometrics uh, lucky me yeah location user profiles and unclear on whether they in, get information about synced phones or not now they share they share or sell to affiliate service providers government now they're silent on whether they uh, do it to data brokers or insurance but uh yeah um and i think this is uh it, it's kind of scary that it's like i want i want older vehicles now yeah, it, it definitely makes me want to shy as far away from anything computerized as possible when it comes to my vehicle. Yeah, exactly. So, But you know what it also does? Like, not even going to joke. Um, it just makes me want to completely have a When Harry Met Sally episode in my front seat and make my car think that I'm getting laid, you know, behind the wheel. Just go full fucking you know, public orgasm on this fucking car just to fuck with it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we are, we are now to the dishonorable mentions uh, to our uh, uh, segment. Y'all are a bunch of fucking degenerates. So, um, so meanwhile, um, I think the tech reviewers are starting to get bored with the tech. Um, so I read an article of, in the verge of the, of the of a review of the Apple iPhone 15 plus. Um, and, and so it says the, um, <clears throat> I get to the end of the article, and, and it says the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus reminds me a lot of the mainstream crossover, like a Honda CRV or a Toyota RAV4. So we're talking about automobiles here. Now, if you're curious what the pro models would be, I would place them at the more cutting edge uh, EV. Now, they are not the least expensive phones on the market. Their processors isn't the fastest you can buy, and the design isn't going to turn heads or make anyone say, wow. There aren't the platform to showcase Apple's latest and greatest ideas and technologies, but they are capable, practical, reliable, and accessible enough that a lot of people are going to find these phones very suitable for their needs. And they will do a great job as their phone for the next three to four years until they are ready to get a new one. Now, to me, it sounds like these guys are like, yeah, these things aren't exciting anymore. And we're just going to have to kind of satisfy ourselves with the fact that, that every you know, the next one's just going to be an incremental upgrade of the last one. That's exactly what it sounds like, is that they've just gotten to the point where there's not, you know, there's no nothing else you can do to impress the consumer. You know, oh, you made the camera, you know, five megapixels better or some other lame shit. You're just, you know, do something that's going to wow people, like make the outer casing like fluid. Where when you move it, it moves. You know, do something optical that's going to wow people. Yes, okay, Apple has a red phone. Hoot the fucking coup. How about you have a tribal 
red and black or do something that's going to wow people. Your marketing department is sucking ass. Okay, well, anyway, so, um, but the, but uh, they say the devices are pretty boring. And I mean, I, and I was looking at this and I went, well, I have, I have two iPhone 14s that I am still paying off, uh, that I bought last, uh, the, the last go around. And I figured I would use my money this time to purchase a, a new Apple Watch because it had been four plus years since I had purchased. Uh, and you're yeah. very happy with it, I believe. I believe so, yes. I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Uh, I have not, I have not noticed it. There's some, there's some differences in the screen, but, uh, I have not noticed any other significant differences, and I'm quite happy with the fact that these things are that these things are. Uh, you know, that it is I don't like well the new is. upgrade though because I'm used to being able to text from my watch, and it's not working properly. We'll have to we because I've attempted to do so to several different people. We will and have it to, hasn't. We will worked. have to sh- troubleshoot this off off air because I have a feeling they've just changed yes. where to, to actually do it properly. So, all right. Um, so we have um, we have one more story, which for which I have to play a clip. I, I've been I've been instructed that I must play this clip to, before yes. I do this next story. David, you have one of the worst cavities I have ever oh. seen. Okay, have a good day. Aren't you gonna fix it? Well, I'm not a dentist. I'm a dental monitor. I just tell you when you have a bad cavity. That's bad. Lunch? Oh, yes. Where are you going? Why monitor a problem if you don't fix it? Yeah, well, um, so um, so this is this this is a story about Cisco, which is a um, which I'd say competes with my day job. Uh, they buy uh, they they they're going to buy the cybersecurity firm Splunk for twenty eight billion dollars. Now, instead of paying twenty nine billion dollars for their annual renewal. Cisco decided to buy Splunk for $28 billion in its biggest ever deal to strengthen its software business and capitalize on the boom in artificial intelligence. Yeah, there's a joke. The, the joke is uh, that, yes, the Splunk's uh, one of, is very expensive, and that is, uh, and that is uh, true. I don't, think, I don't think the Splunk renewal for Cisco would have been that high, but still probably uh, expensive. So. so for people who don't know who Splunk is, you should probably explain yeah. who, what they are, okay. which is why that clip so, is relevant. So I, right, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to read and, and get in here. So the deal, which is the biggest technology transaction of the year, will help reduce Cisco's reliance on its massive networking equipment business, which has suffered in recent years from supply chain issues and a post-pandemic slowdown in demand. Now, Splunk is known for its strengths in the area of data observability, uh, observ- observability, which helps companies monitor their systems for cybersecurity risks and other threats. Now, the company operates a subscription-based pricing model for customers. Now, so what does Splunk do? I, and I, I think I can describe it very simply. They they uh, consume uh, the uh, cybersecurity logs from different um, uh, different uh, v- vendors' devices, right? And they will and they they they, they correlate it all together, and they do. Some, you know they do some stuff and they tell you in in great great detail uh, how you've been owned in your environment, right? Uh, the, and, and you know of course it's funny because um, but what know, don't they do? Yeah, what they don't do they don't do prevention. They just tell you they just tell you they're just a monitor. They, they they're the ones that tell you that yes you've you have been owned. And it's kind of funny that Cisco is buying them because they're, Cisco's not you know is known for their cybersecurity but also known for their inability to do it properly. So um, so yes it. Is so I you know the joke is that now they now hopefully they'll have the uh, you know the, the 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 full the full map to actually fix the cybersecurity in their products so that they're not such you know anyway but that that's just my opinion man uh, so but you're not wrong 
Yeah, it it consumes cybersecurity logs. That's that's what it does. It, it it's a, it's a, what they call a, a SIM, a, a security uh, information event management uh, system, right? It's what it's what they one of the things that they do. So, but there's also stuff on top of it to help you take all that data and be able to visualize it and use it in a way that that uh, will help you find where the bad guy is, right? So this the reason I'm interested in this is because it is, affects it's part of my day job to be to be aware of some of the stuff of this of this nature so um, and it is a uh, it, it, it's, it's just kind of a funny story because of uh, uh, yeah but I think it's uh, but yeah the, there, there's high valuations in cybersecurity I have had other stories I could actually pull in from that space but um, but uh, I think it's uh, yeah that it's you know good for Cisco I guess uh, you know they can just uh, you know just yet another acquisition to uh, uh, to try and build something that's still not really helping customers uh, really secure their stuff because they got, it's too complicated and doesn't always work. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. I think we are. I think we are. Um, we're we're fucking over. Uh, it. Yeah, I think we are. So fucking over this. So I think y'all, it's going to be time to uh, to end this uh, end this story, and we end and it ends something like like this. this. Jordan fades back. Swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.